0: Welcome to the Bruins Vendors Podcast, episode 47 with Maddie and Smitty, Tory Krug. Episode brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and PHF news, insight and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside the Rink. Inside underscore, the underscore rink. And download the new Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And Smitty has a quick word from show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS.
1: BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting in the NFL season. Just about to mm. kick start, just about to mm. get underway. So get your, uh, it- get your sign up. Code. Sign up at BetUS.com with the promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. So use that code for the NFL betting. Again, that is BetUS.com and use the promo code RINK for your sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid.
0: BetUS.com. Wait, does this make it the 28th year now that football begins? Or Probably. Probably is 28 that, now. When does that turn over? Probably, probably right now. Probably twenty eight. It's probably, it's probably the thirtieth year by now. I mean, yeah. It seems like we've been doing this for a bit. We have been doing um, it for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what's a sure? You know what's a sure sign of the NHL season is when uh, NHL twenty three comes out.
1: Yeah, just that's the bummer. coming out very shortly. Yeah, had the reveal trailer today. Uh, yeah. Looks like you can go cross platform now with the with the PS five and the and the wow. and the and the Xbox One or Xbox S and X whatever. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, new yeah. generation cross platform and old generation cross cross platform.
0: Okay. then it, So you can do olds and olds and news and news. Correct. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so really that should great. yeah it should
1: be good. Should improve the uh, matchmaking a little bit and uh, be able to get some more games quicker.
0: Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Cover
1: um, Cover athlete Trevor Zegris, and okay. uh, and Kia not Kia Nurse. Uh, Nurse. I can't no, think. of
0: Darnell nurse.
1: Darnell nurse's sister.
0: Oh, her, okay. Her uh, sister. yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, so whoever, nice. wh- whatever her name is, then yeah. Yes. So there'll be women yeah. in the game and, uh, and, um, yeah, Trevor egress. What do you think is egress as the cover athlete?
0: I think, you know, I mean, I think it's fine. I saw, I saw something on Twitter where the only person to win the cup after being on the cover was Patrick Kane in 2010. And there were many missed the playoffs guys on there, including Bergeron in, in 15. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of jinxy. It is a little um, bit jinxy. I mean, I know. I mean, I, I, you know, here's, here's the thing about that the NHL, um, you know, we, we always complain about marketing their players, yeah. especially the younger players. Mm-hmm. I mean, they finally put, they finally understand they put the, a younger guy on there. You know what I mean? So it's finally like okay, yeah. They they they're finally trying to market like a younger guy.
1: I don't have a you know real yeah. I don't have a real problem with Zegers being on the cover because he did pull off. You know, they call it the Zegers the, the the pass flip from behind the net out in front with the with Sunny Milano bats it in the uh, the goal in out of the air. Like I, I love all that. He's exciting. He has great stick handling ability and that stuff. But why is Kale McCarr not on the fucking cover? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, be, I mean, it should be it yeah, I mean, he should be him. I mean, he's one be on of the there. most dynamic defensemen in the league. He's, he was a rookie right. of the year. He was a Stanley Cup champion and just won the goddamn Con Smythe with one right. of the, you know. So why is he not on the – like, they just don't – I just don't feel like they get it. Like, they put yeah. Matthews on twice in three years. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> right.
0: like, I don't know. What do you think they're what do you think – what do you think they try to do? What is your what is their purpose? Do you think?
1: I think they put would, Zegers would, on it because they wanted to put that move in the game, and okay. they, and so so he's the signature, so he's okay. the signature guy, and which okay. is fine. But yeah. I mean, it really should be Makar. If it's not going to be Makar right. now, when will it be him? You know, right. What I mean? Right. So yeah. I don't know. That was the only real problem I, I don't have a problem with Ziegress. I think he's young and exciting. And like you said, they're they're marketing a younger guy and that's great, you know. Yeah. But it, it should have been Makai this year, I feel
0: yeah. like. Yeah. Well, like that that I get. That that I understand, I guess. I guess I didn't think it all the way through. I just thought, okay, young guy, great. You know, maybe yeah. in the whole Michigan thing sure. And the, you know, the the all the lax plays and all that stuff, I mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh the World Cup of Hockey coming up too. Yeah, that'll be uh, fine. Twenty four. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it the last
1: time. Yeah. Um, Man, that they, should be that should be fun. Yeah. They didn't do the uh they're not gonna. it doesn't look like they doesn't look like they're going to go with the you know, they went with like the young North American squad and 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 Europe yeah. for some of them in in the last one I think. Um mm-hmm. which which I enjoyed, but it looks like it's going to be all countries, which I think is probably better. You know, that's what you want to see.
0: Yeah. Um well, so I think in you know, the grand scheme of things, I think that Countries you know playing for your country, you tend to play harder, yeah. I mean, it's more meaningful mm-hmm. um and i I even think that the all star game got better when they when they went to sort of north American European for a bit there yeah, <laughs> like it's just you know they, it, there's just a little bit extra to it mm-hmm. um I guess you know obviously it'll it'll be you know it remains to be seen if Russia will be in it because yeah. they've been eliminated from everything right uh it's a couple of years away, so who who knows maybe. Um, and it could be eight to ten teams. It might be ten, I guess. Um, I mean, the NHL is trying to market their 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 game in other other countries that aren't yeah. traditionally, you know, hockey. China
1: is another one. Yeah, China. One they have China. some games in, in Europe and, uh, yeah. you know, London and so forth. They're looking into yeah. that and, and maybe Germany and France. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea to, you know, make the game more global I, I mean mm-hmm. it's a it's a great game it's an exciting game especially when mm-hmm. you get to to playoff time so I mean I think it will have some appeal in some of those I mean a lot of those a lot of those countries have you know national
0: teams and so forth so
1: mm-hmm. I think it'll I think it'll be exciting and, and help grow the game so yeah I think so too
0: yeah. Yeah. um all right so seven trips time and it's sponsored by Lobb's Brewing Lobb's is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket Rhode Island specializing in small batch ales and lagers it's open seven days a week. It was number nine in the top 10 in Rhode Island breweries. I saw that. Which we thought was low, but they're in there. Yeah, you know, it was we, low. We, we're, we, they're a top three. Yeah. They're a top three Oh, absolutely. For God's sakes. Absolutely. Um, so go to lobstbrewing.com to place your online order. You can get 10% off by using the coupon code SPORTS, and you can follow them on social media at Uh Chirp number one, Riley Duran was in the World Junior Championships. For the United States, scored two goals, three assists in five games. He was a plus five. And this guy, as a prospect on a depleted Bruins prospect pool, seems to be a climber.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he might be a little bit of a late bloomer. I think he really found a home in Providence uh, under Nate Lehman, who was the world Mm -hmm. junior coach, which might have been the reason that he got the invite to begin with. But he's a hard worker. He's he's a bigger kid. He's like six Mm -hmm. feet, six one. Uh, he plays a heavy game, plays a relentless game, you know, all things I think the Bruins could use. So he was a late round pick. So, you know, maybe they, they catch a little bit of a lightning in the bottle with him and, and he develops and can be a good, you know, bottom six guy for them down the road.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, and obviously, like you said, they need it. And, you know, he, there's some similarities, it seems. To like Johnny Beach's game with sort of like heavier, and he's a little bigger mm-hmm. and that type of thing, relentless and and that type of thing. So hopefully he's a sixth round pick. He's a local kid from Uvern and yeah. and hopefully he goes into his now his sophomore year at Providence and we'll see you know how he does there this year. But uh, he's definitely climbing the charts on the uh, on the prospect list. Yeah, uh, chirp number two, Fabian Lysel in the World Juniors, two goals, four assists in seven games, he was a plus three, he had a couple of highlight reel rushes and wrap yep. arounds and that type of thing. And um you know, he's he's undersized. I mean he's, he's small, but he definitely shows some dynamic skill.
1: Yeah, he he is dynamic and that's the first thing that you you notice when you watch him is he, he really has great hands. He has he's very, very fast. Um, mm-hmm. so he has really good skating ability, has great hands, has pretty good vision. Um, you know, some of the goals he scored, he, you know, from a horrible angle, picked a, picked a top corner and then, uh, he had a wraparound goal. So he had some pretty, pretty nice goals and, yeah. uh, you can really see, you know, the skill that he has. And, and hopefully, you know, I, I guess there's been some talk maybe that Montgomery with Marchand out in the early in the season, he could see possibly Lysel, uh, being there, uh, depending on what his training camp looks like, you know, early in the season for the for the Bruins, so um, mm. you know it's possible he sticks with them. Depending on what he does in camp, but to me, I yeah. think I think you want to either send him back to juniors and and have him play another full season uh, in Vancouver, or or start him in Providence and hope hope he dominates there, and then you can bring him up, you know, if you need need to, whether it's injuries or you know just by merit later in the season.
0: You know, I think that I think that Bruins fans are dying for you know, obviously some young homegrown. I mean, they obviously see the need for a roster, a little bit of a roster turnover here. That's mm-hmm. it's getting a little scary as we head into the year after next. Yep. Um, as far as talent and homegrown talent, so I get all that, but boy, I'm I'm a little timid on on having him just of you know, kind of throwing him in there in the NHL game um, right now. I mean, I haven't really I've heard I haven't heard much about his you know, defense and three zones and all that stuff from him. Um, I know he's dynamic and skill. I just don't know if it's, even if you need someone, I don't even, I don't know if that's the route you should go early on with him. I'm just a little, and I know that everybody's ready to go. You know, everybody yeah. wants him. Yeah, everybody wants geez, him. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I hope you don't rush him too much and doesn't play well or, yeah, you don't, uh, don't... you don't want to hurt no, his you development. You don't want to hurt his development. You don't. So I, I you know, as much as I'd love to see him grow in that way, he still hasn't really played pro hockey. So Right. Um I think that's you know, that's that's a little bit of a jump, you know, for me. But all signs are good that he's 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 uh definitely what has been advertised. Uh all right, chart number three, Milan Lucci's rumors. They won't go away. And I swear that this is really largely generated by the fans. Yeah. Like, I haven't, other than Jimmy Murphy, seen really anybody of any quality or anybody of journalistic professionalism (laughs) say anything about Luchi's coming here. No. Um, So I don't even think it's happening. No. But uh, you hear about it all the time. And I'll tell you, like you said last episode, like, yeah, veteran minimum, or if you can cut way down on that salary, Mm -hmm. fine. But not at that salary, and I am not trading high picks. No, you know, you know, in replace of taking money and all that stuff. I mean, that would be just insanely stupid.
1: No, if you want, if you want to trade a sixth or a seventh rounder or something like that, and you can bring him in at the veteran minimum, or if Calgary buys him out or whatever happens, um, you need to get him on a short, short money short deal um you know that doesn't really cost you much of anything then it's a win for you and i don't have any problem with him coming in and playing fourth line and and banging bodies and and you know providing some leadership and some veteran presence and some protection for some of the guys like i don't have a problem with that at all but unless the cost is exactly what you want it to be and in your favor then it's not worth you know exploring
0: yeah, again, you know, Looch, you know, yeah. it's not, it's 11 years removed from the cup. Right. Like, holy shit. Like, okay. Like, yeah, I get it. But he's not the Looch of the past. He's not, I mean, he'd be fine, serviceable, I'm sure. Fine. You know, fourth line, left wing. Okay. You know, throw him in there instead of Felino or whatever. But Jesus, beyond that, you are you're just in revisionist history. You're in romanticism land. And I just, you know, I just, I don't think, you know, this. If you're moving money, you're not doing it to to make room for Lucic. You know, what I'm saying you're just not doing that. You're doing that for more value later on or something. Um, all right, chart number four. Nazem Kadri signs seven years, forty nine million with Calgary. Think this is a good deal for them? I think it is a
1: good deal because it, 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 all by all repor- reports and accounts, you know, it was it was nine and a half, ten, more than ten. Um, that that teams were looking at giving him, so to get him for a seven and seven, I think is a good deal for them uh, to go along with some of the other pieces they added in the in the trade. To uh, um, oh, I'm blanking on it now. Um, oh the. Trade with Florida f- with Kachuk, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, so you know they got they they bring in um, Huberto and Wiga, mm-hmm. uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you know, add him to that mix, and you know it's a it's a pretty good deal for them, I think, uh, mm-hmm. long term. Um, so I think I think it's a good move.
0: I think so. It it is in seven years, you know, he deck gets into what thirty nine years old at the end. I mean, we've seen guys play late thirties and and be productive. Um, you know they, they did get older. You know that without Kachuk and with the Huberto in there, I think the key to the whole thing though in their off season though was wegar I think that's a really good move for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, big loss for Florida, bigger than people might think. Yeah. Um, I think Florida has come back to the pack some when you look at their roster. I mean, I, I like Kachuk, but I think they've come back to the pack a little bit. I think it helps the Bruins. Um, and, but Kadri and you know Calgary did a pretty good job sort of pivoting away from Gajor not wanting to be with them anymore mm-hmm. and trying to find a way to, to piece that together. I think they've done a pretty good job doing that. So I think that was a good move, too. And, you know, as far as the rumors are concerned, and there were rumors that they might be in it or whatever, there just wasn't any room there. No. And, you know, with Bergeron and Krejci coming back, plus the no room for, for salary, it just wasn't going to work anyway. And And I'm still mixed feelings about whether or not, I really wanted that with them. So we'll see how he does in Calgary. Yeah. Uh, chirp number five, Craig Smith, trade rumors are developing. It's the last year of his deal. It was a very good deal. Should they move him, you think?
1: If they're out of it at the deadline, they absolutely should. Right. Um, if they are not, I think you, you keep him. He still was, I believe, like your fifth or sixth highest goal scorer, even in a, in a bad year for him. He still scored 15, 16 goals, I think. Um, right. He's been playing mostly third-line minutes. Um, so, you know, once you get all your guys back healthy, I think he'll get favorable matchups on that third line, playing with some pretty good players. And right. I think he'll rebound. You know, he is starting to creep up a little bit in age. Um, and it, he may or may not have been playing hurt. I don't know. I mean, he he didn't give any excuses. Um, mm-hmm. but. You know, I feel like he might have been battling something a little bit because he just didn't have the the same jump and the same um, kind of yeah. giddy up that he has had in the in the last couple of years with the B. So um, yeah. I look for him to have kind of a bounce back year. So I, I'm not trading a guy who can who can shoot and score goals and and has a kind of a shot first mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Down on on one of your lower lines. He's he's one of the main depth scoring guys that you have, and and I'm not right. just dealing him just to deal him.
0: Yeah, you've had problems in the secondary scoring down there, and he's a guy who can score, and he's only making three million, right, or three point one or whatever. Yeah, three point one, I think. Nothing. So that's that's not bad at all for the way he brings. And I'm not, you know, when everybody's healthy and back and in the lineup, I'm not. I'm okay. I'm looking forward to seeing like a Zaka Coil Smith. Yeah, absolutely. There, I mean that 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 might be a pretty good line there mm-hmm. as a third line. Sure. I mean, so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think you wait to the deadline and see what happens. I think by all accounts, if if they can get past you know the first month or so without McAvoy and Marchand, and it looks like Grizzly might come back a little earlier than they thought, maybe, so you might be able to get past that and. I don't see them out of it unless there's extend, you know, the the injuries are extended or other people get hurt or mm. and that type of thing, and then it gets then it starts to snowball on you. But I think this is a pretty good team on paper when everybody's healthy, so I think they'll, you know, I think they should be in it at the deadline. Hopefully, if they're not, then it's a disaster. And yeah. They're probably selling pieces. Yeah. Um, all right, chirp six. David Pasternak was asked about his new contract. He said entering year nine and hasn't won anything, feels bad about it, uh, sad about it. I don't you know, it's <laughs> again, I and people just crush me on social media when I say stuff like this. I'm not I'm I'm concerned. I am. I'm I'm concerned because I think the reason why he's not Signing right away is he doesn't doesn't get a feel doesn't have a feel for how good they'll be after next year or what they're going to do to improve the roster and to me that's alarming because I'm not sure they know either.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, they don't know. I don't think. <laughs> so, I don't think
0: they have. I think this is this is not great. I mean, do, will he resign? You know, maybe, maybe even possibly, or probably, but. I think there's a window. There's there's something there. If you if you let this thing go further and further, it's a real risky proposition here. Yeah, I
1: I feel like well, number one, I think that the comments were a little bit misconstrued because it was translated out of another language, and there was people read it a few different ways. So like there was that way of reading it, and then it wasn't. It was comments that didn't seem as bad as that. Like he was he was kind of still um thinking about you know what's going to happen and and so forth and and not not really you know like I'm not going to sign because I don't think we're going to win kind of a thing um so that's yeah. first and then and then second I I feel like um it always goes into camp it seems like these type of things Um, right now they don't have the money. So that's, I mean, there's that, I mean, I guess it's, it's an extension, so it doesn't really matter, but, um, you know, they are, they have to deal with some of the cap kind of things like, how's that all going to work out? So I think that may play, play a role in it. Um, and I think you're right. I think there is an element of, you know, what's the team going to look like, you know, in a couple of years, am I going to sign a long-term deal here when I don't know what the team is going to look like? So that is a concern to me. Uh, and it and and to you and and it should be to to other people, because he 's the guy that you need to build around, so if he 's mm-hmm. out, then you 're in trouble right. um so i mean i I feel like it'll eventually get done, I feel like it will um and it, hopefully during camp, but if this thing drags into the season, you really, really, really have to consider moving him at the deadline if it drags mm-hmm. into the season because. If it drags into the season, you're—he's not on board. I wouldn't think, because right,
0: right. <laughs> right. So he's not fully on board. He's if he, not, and you yeah.
1: cannot, by any circumstances, let a forty-goal scorer walk for no. nothing. You Holy cannot, smokes. You cannot that do it be, under any circumstances. Yeah, that
0: will be—it will be years before you recover from that. It will yeah. be.
1: So you need to maximize that if he's going to walk, if he hasn't signed his extension by then, like if you take it fine, if you take it up to the deadline and it's at the deadline and you're negotiating with him and you can't reach an agreement, you got to move him. You have to move him because you you can't walk away from that with nothing. You just can't. No. no, you're already they the you're already the the, end of the year. Yeah, I mean, you're already okay. the worst prospect team in the league. You have yes. the worst set of prospects. You have, you don't have anything in the pipeline. You're going right. to possibly be without your top two centers. You cannot let him walk
0: for no. nothing. You can't no, because you have to either take him on the ride with you mm-hmm. or refill that po- prospect pool or young player pool, whatever it is, with him. Like by you know by using him to do that you you need one or the other you can't be left uh, you know empty handed. Here's my theory on it. I think, and this is I don't know him and that's unfortunate for him, but I don't know him personally. But I will say this: that I think he is willing to take a team friendlier deal because he said before it's really not about money. Yeah. I'm willing I think he's willing to take that if he sees a clear direction and he sees like a a decent contending team going forward. I think if he doesn't see that, he raises the price. I think that and I think, I think you're- and I think that that's where the hesitation is okay i love boston and i'd love to play here but now it's it's eight years at 10 million instead of eight years at eight and a half nine whatever it is or it's or it's eight years at 11 10 and a half 11 and not nine and a half whatever nine nine and a half that's what i think is in his mind is and again it's just me speculating but he's not in with both feet because he hasn't you know, they said they were going to be very aggressive. The Bruins, Sweeney said, we're going to be very aggressive in these talks, and then they just disappeared, <laughs> yeah. which is alarming. And then, and then, Pasternak makes that comment about winning, which yes is partly misconstrued, but there's something there with it yeah. that says I'd like to be on a winning team. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking he will resign, but the price goes up. If he thinks that they're not going to contend for two, three years, two, three, four years. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. it does. And I think that that's where the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. Like that's where are you really, do you really want David Pachnach? Then are you going to give him 10, 10 and a half, 11 million? And you can't tell me that another team is going to come with, you know, it's 11, eight and 88. Right, right on the table. Hand it to you. I mean, the salary cap is going up exponentially. Really, in a in a little bit here, yeah. like a year or two or whatever it is. Like, you can't tell me another team is going to be like, yeah, we'll give you eight at eighty eight. Well, I do Yeah, but,
1: yeah uh, I mean, I don't think the other teams can go eight because of the bargaining oh, agreement, right. right? So they could so go seven, but they could go. <laughs> they could go. Yeah, I mean, they could go yeah. seven times twelve. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a team with a with a lot of cap space, like Montreal yeah. could, I mean, Montreal yeah, has a ton absolutely. of space. Mont- I could see Montreal throwing a shit ton of money at him. Oh, absolutely, and absolutely. and and saying, come come here and play. You know yeah. that you'll be you'll be a god here, and he yes. would be
0: seven so, years, highest paid player in the league. Yeah, 13, 14, whatever. Sure, it is. we'll give you that. Because, I could see you know, that happening. Up. Yeah, easily. Yes. So
1: if so it really does behoove them to kind of get a direction and, and get him locked up, you know, as soon as as soon as they possibly can. And like you said, they said they were going to be aggressive, but uh, we really haven't seen that.
0: No. And, and, and they may have said, OK, we're going to give you, you know, we'll give you whatever the number is, at yeah. nine and a half, whatever Charlie's contract. Is, yeah, nine and a half. That's what, we're, we're, eight, that's what half. we're giving. That's what we're giving you. And he's like, nah, I'm going to wait because I want to see how good you are, because that's going to turn in eight at twelve. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, to me, that would make sense for him to think that way. Yeah. Uh, so it's scary and, and it's a it's developing mm-hmm. situation. Chirp number seven Jim Montgomery announces his coaching staff roles. And it uh, looks like it's going to be uh, newly hired John Gruden as defense and power play. Mm-hmm. The Joe Sacco thing. Blows my mind a little. Yeah. Like it does. Like it just does. Like he, people must love him and he must be a good coach. I mean, I don't know from a hole in the head, but it didn't seem like there was much there with him. And it seemed like, you know, the things he was in charge of were were declining some. And, and like we said, we thought he was the first to go. We thought he was the one that's going to go and not Cassidy. (laughs) Like we thought they were going to fill in a new assistant, assistant coach without a doubt. He hangs on for a ninth season. And now, you know, he's, He's still there. And I'm, um, you know, I'm just surprised. The, the,
1: the, what the, I read something and it's the only possible explanation to me for the reason that he's staying on is because Montgomery said because they're keeping the Bruins defensive system because if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. Like the Bruins mm-hmm. have been a top defensive team in the league for many, many mm-hmm. years, going back to Julian right. even before yeah, Cassidy yeah. got there. Um, yeah. you know, their zone defensive scheme um prevents goals. It does. Um yeah. so he has institutional knowledge of that. Those guys, Montgomery and Gruden, haven't been there, so they don't really know. So I yeah. I feel like that's the only reason is yeah, because yeah. he can he can he can preach to those guys, the coaches, really, more than the players. Like, uh-huh. this, is, this is how we play defense here. This is what we do. This is how we do it. Um, right. And then Montgomery said, you know, there'll be some tweaks made because I want to try to get more offense from the defense, and, and we're going to do some breakouts differently and so forth. But I, I feel like it's, it's the institutional knowledge of the defense that kept Sacco on the staff.
0: Yeah, and that's that could be very true and then next year, after this year, figure it out. And Sacco's been trying to get head jobs too, yeah. so he may be gone anyway sure. soon. But uh yeah, I just thought that was interesting, but that's a good point. I think I didn't think of that and that's that would make total sense to me to keep him on. And Chris Kelly is gonna be on doing some pre game I think pre game scouting and yeah, pre scout and stuff so forth. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's all, all set. I just wanted to let you know, David Postonok, so we talked about Lysel. David mm-hmm. Postonok played 25 games in his first season with Providence after coming over from Sweden. 25 games, he had 11 goals, 17 assists, 28 points, plus 15. And then he went to Boston and went 46 games, 10 goals, 17 assists, 27 points, plus 12 uh, and then played a lit, three just three games in Providence the next year one goal three assists so he only played twenty eight games in Providence but he did have that twenty five game start uh, there coming over from Sweden yeah to to sort of get his feet wet um, well he you so come
1: from out. Sweden or did he come from from Czech from Czech
0: he played the Swedish Ju- Swedish oh he played Swedish in the Swedish junior junior league, junior league? Soda, Soda. elite Soda. league. Soda sort of
1: Tile
0: J, whatever it is. That's where Passanak played? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, the Swedish uh the Swedish elite. Swedish junior then Swedish Elite. Okay. Swedish top top division there. And he didn't he didn't, you know, knock you over with stuff there with uh with his play. Um but then he just he took off uh you know pretty well with Providence right away. Mm-hmm. And then uh in sixteen seventeen um, he had 34 goals, 36 assists, and away we go. Yeah. So, um, And I think this guy's like, you know, DeBrusque was another guy that was with Providence. I think he played longer in Providence. I'm not sure exactly how many games he played, but he had a, a time there where he, as a first-round pick, came into to Providence and played some, again, to get his feet wet, get into pro hockey, and that type of thing. So, Yeah, I think um, that's a good way to do it, to start. You know,
1: start in Providence and, and hopefully um, have some success down there, do well, and then get the call-up. And, and when you get the call-up, hopefully they produce and they can stick instead of, you know, yo-yoing up and down. I don't think that's really yeah. great for for a player, you know, your Stuttikas your, uh, and, and so forth that kind of, you know, go up, get a taste, go back. You know, I don't think that's great for development. Um, so hopefully you know, he'll, he'll have some success in Providence and then come up and yeah. stay for good.
0: So here's, here's probably a better, a better comparison as to Bruce. Cause he comes from the WHL yep. and goes to Providence in, uh, let's see what that was. Uh, 2016, 17, plays one year in Providence 74 games 19 goals 30 assists 49 points plus 11 and then goes to Boston the next year and gets 43 points roughly the same type of year mm-hmm. with Boston in 1718 so he goes to the Red Deer Rebels yeah in the Western Hockey League goes to the Bruins plays a you know generally speaking a full season actually had 6 goals in the playoffs for them mm-hmm. and then the next year he's with Boston so that's kind of been the path for these guys yeah in the past. So, and how the Bruins have done it. So I don't know if, you know, the injuries and that type of thing, I don't know. I think you might have a better chance of seeing Mark McLaughlin than, uh, yeah, I think, Fabian so. Lysel I think month, so too. You know, I, to I, get, I feel like,
1: through. yeah, I feel like that's probably the better way to go just, um, cause he is a slight guy. Like the brusque was a little bit more of a sturdy guy. So I think, Lifestyle going down to Providence. You, you know, they, you know, the weight training, the professionalism, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I think that will help him. You know, get a year of, you know, uh, professional hockey under his belt before he kind of really um, um, breaks in. But you know, it can't can't hurt to have him in camp and and see what he does. And if he's you know if he's playing so well that you got to put him on the team. I mean, that's a good problem to have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I saw today forty nine days until the first until the opener, October 12th, against the Capitals. So Joey Juno, days, days away. Joey, Joey Juno, days away. <laughs> That's right, Joey Juno. I saw a clip on, on Twitter. Someone just posted it randomly, a, a YouTube pick of Dimitri Karel Talonoff <laughs> yes. taking a one-timer, and then Joey Juno banging in the rebound. Just a random goal. Random just goal. Random. No, no nothing. No anniversary date, no nothing. Just random goal. With with uh, Gary Thorne on the ESPN. Oh, call. beautiful! Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, Juno so, you know, and and Karel Tolnoff had a, had that one. What was that one great year? Yeah, I think he had like a, 30 a, goals, it thirty goals. Yeah,
1: either as a rookie or a, as a second year guy. I think yeah, he had 30, 31, 32, maybe even thirty yeah. more
0: than that goals. Yeah, yeah. Had a, he had a great year. Completely. Yeah, fell, fell off. off. Yeah, place face of the earth. Sure, he did. Yeah. Like he just, I think he actually went back to Russia, I think, right? He may have been one of those guys that hated it here. I, yeah, I'm making that up. But, that's, a, that's a possibility, um, though. But, he, yeah, he played the first year with Boston, 92-93, 30 goals, 42 assists, 72 points in 73 games. And then the next year, 39 games, he had 12 goals, 7 assists, 19 points. And then he went to Providence as part of that year, had 26 points in 23 games, and then went to Swiss. Goodbye. Yeah. And, was, and then he tore up the Swiss league for like six years. Mm. But uh, yeah, so that was a random, little random Bruins 92, 93-ish, 93 ish, 93, 94 ish kind of. Uh, yeah, a little nugget. 92. Sure. A little nugget. Just a little something, a little summer cooler. Yeah. All right, go to insidetherink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Download the Inside the Rink app. Uh, and we will be back again. Relatively soon as training camp will begin soon and uh, we'll drop another one very soon, but this is episode 47, the Tory Krug episode, just, you know, for you guys who still clamor for Krug, <laughs> uh, th- those guys there. Yeah, we'll have the, uh, the Manny Grizzly episode coming up next time. Hey, have a great week, everybody, and go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.